This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast from the Polacco. I'm Joe Rimmer. It's Monday afternoon and we're all still very happy after a Champions League win last week. Last week, I was away myself um, for a week and uh, it's still... I'm still sort of coming to terms with it. I'm joined by three excellent young journalists to discuss... I'm sure we'll talk more Champions League, but to discuss transfers today, we thought we'd do things a little bit differently. Hello to Theo Squires, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Joe Rimmer, how are you? I'm good. Should I give you your full name treatment or do you always want to <laughs> Can do if you want. Theo Sebastian Barnaby Squires. Well, you've already bossed that up because that's not the full name. Barnaby Sebastian. Nasty. Theodore. Theodore. The first name. Theodore Sebastian Barnaby yeah. Squires. It's the greatest name, name in sports journalism <laughs> history. It has to be. Oh, I hope so. Connor Dunn. How are you? Kennedy Dunn. Connor, Connor Kennedy, Kennedy Dunn, actually, Joe. Whoa, like Kennedy, it. I like Quite that. Quite like Kennedy, it's nice. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. good. Recover from Madrid? Just about. Just about. What about so- Wednesday? Just about. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else who, who certainly hasn't recovered from Madrid is Kiva O'Neill. Kiva, you played very well in Madrid. You were, you were worried about how you'd perform. And I just said then we didn't have a lot of the ball, but I thought, you know, we come out with the win and you just got to win finals, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So, you know. You were worried about how you'd um, you'd get on, but impressed. We did all right, brought it home, didn't we? And happy birthday, by the way, Joe. Thank you. That's why you were off. It was on on Friday. Another year younger. Yeah, 31. Past your best now. Yeah, well, that's it. I'll only get one year contracts from now on. Right, so as I say, we're going to do things a little bit differently on this pod. I thought we could talk about the Champions League win until the cows come home and I'm sure it'll get a fair few mentions but we're entering transfer silly season now so we thought we'd fuel the fire a little bit by running through some names that have been linked with Liverpool discussing where we're at with them and, and whether we'd like to see them in a, in a red shirt so there's only one place to start really um, and that is a man whose name just will not go away this summer um, and that's Matthias Delit. Uh Connor you were in yesterday I know Gorsi Gorsi was getting pelters for doing the story on him. But it appears like Liverpool aren't going to be signing Matthias De Ligt. Um Can you tell us a little bit of why? And, um, and then we'll get down to discussing where we, whether we think they should sign. Well, the long and short of it is he's going to be very expensive this summer. There are a number of clubs interested, a number of huge clubs in the form of Paris Saint-Germain, former Barcelona, they'll be offering him massive money. Liverpool will be after offering more money per week than they even offer to Salah. Reportedly, they would have to break the wage structure for him, which they're just not going to do. Um, the money factor is obviously one of the most major issues because he's going to be commanding such a high fee and with Liverpool already spent a load of money last summer and you know, obviously in January to get Van Dijk and things like that. But the other issue and the other factor is, of course, Liverpool have a really great set of central defenders. You've got to remember, you know, Joel Matip's taken them to the Champions League final. Dejan Lovren took them to the Champions League final last year, played in the World Cup final. Joe Gomez made a sensational start this season and they essentially don't really need anybody. I know there was obviously a bit of a time this season where Fabinho had to play in centre-back and it looks a bit tricky and like we might have needed another centre-back. There's, there's no situation where you need more than four centre-backs and four very talented centre-backs at that. Okay, there's a train of thought and an argument to be had that Liverpool are in a brilliant position now if they want to sign anyone this summer. You know, players will be falling over themselves to come and sign for Liverpool. And if a player... Well, we know he's available. I know he'll cost a lot of money, but we know he's available. Do you not think that Liverpool sort of owe it to themselves to say, well, if we think he's one of the very best, go out there and buy him? I don't think so, because 
the cost, I think they will just look at that straight away. And he's going to go for more than Van Dijk did. You know, he's already been tipped as... He's only you know, 20. Yeah. And he's being tipped as a lot of people are saying he's going to be better than Van Dijk, which is, you know, hard to see because he is so young and he's mm-hmm. brilliant when you watch him and you think, God, especially watching the Netherlands over the past couple of games and their partnership does seem to be just a natural one. I mean, Van Dijk makes everything look natural anyway. But like Connor says, I don't think we have got that good body of centre-backs anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd just be so, so tight on Joel Matip to bring in like the, what would be probably now the most expensive Defender, and I just feel like him and Joe Gomez, like Joe Gomez had a great game for England, and I just think, you know, I would love delay, delay. I still can't quite confirm what I'm going with there, but um, yeah, I just I don't think the club will be willing to. It it, it maybe if like Lovren left or something, they might be like, but we've got Joe Gomez, who's only young himself, and it's like I don't know if it's a bit of a silly thing to do, go and spend a lot of money on. What is a talented player, but mm, unproven in our league? And we know that we've got two really good players there to yeah. partner Van Dyke. And Van Dyke could, as I've said, time and time again, he could play alone, couldn't he? <laughs> he certainly could. <laughs> I do get where you're coming from, though, Joe, in fairness. Just in terms of it's pretty rare for a player of Delit's quality to come around and be available. And for Liverpool to be able to sign someone like that is a sensational position to be in. And it is, it is really tricky as a fan to be like, oh no, you probably should pass up that opportunity because he's clearly going to be such a special player and for years and years to come. And you think for the long-term future, he would be an absolutely ideal addition. Yeah, it just does come down to money at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we'd win everything if we had him. I'm completely certain of that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but then that... So that makes you think, should they just go and do it? But exactly. then I just, I get this feeling from the club that they won't, so I'm just keeping my heart like... My mind sort I don't of think they'd it. want to upset the balance, particularly no. with you know players like Salah and you know they're, they're being paid massive wages, but to go and play a twenty-year-old more than everyone else on it would shake things up yeah. massively, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think Liverpool just don't need him. I'm a big fan of Joe Gomez, yeah. not so much a fan of Joel Matip, but you forget how young Joe Gomez is. Um, yes, Lovren and Matip have had injury problems. Gomez has two, but his is completely different. He's had two like quite serious injuries but it doesn't mean he's injury prone I think if he wasn't there in the squad Liverpool wouldn't have any qualms going for Delit, but they just don't need him like we saw last year looking at the goalkeeper situation a quality goalkeeper came up cost a lot of money Liverpool thought yeah great we'll take him mm-hmm. because he was better than what they have uh, Joe Gomez if he gets a good season injury free you're going to be having them right up there with Delit. And when Van Dyke had such a good partnership alongside him in that first half of the season, he probably looked more composed alongside him than what I've seen from Dilip. Like we saw um, the foul for the penalty in the semi-final and it had some dodgy moments there. I can't remember Joe Gomez having any questionable moments during that first half of the season. Sure. And then he, he's come back, not had a lot of football. And he's gone straight into that England back line and looks so much sharper than John Stones did. When he gets that run in the team, he's going to be sensational. I think there's another factor that, that could be putting Liverpool off or putting many clubs off in, in, in this mm. deal and that's Mino Raiola. I think he's, you know, the, the things you hear and he certainly takes a huge slice in agent fees. Uh, I know he's actually disqualified for a year. No, uh, I think he's, he's, he's yeah, that people U-turned. working that for him and stuff so yeah. they can still do transfers yeah. and stuff yeah. anyway, but yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's another one that makes this more difficult. Isn't that one of the reasons why the reports say he'd actually favour him to go to Liverpool? Because the likes of Barcelona have said, no, not giving you that much money. Yeah. Whereas Liverpool obviously had such high agent fees yeah. last year. He thinks he can get a bit more out of them. Perhaps, but I don't I don't think Liverpool would 
he is definitely a problem, isn't he? You yeah. know, we were saying, I said about in the office earlier, as a young player who's getting offers from the biggest clubs in the world coming in all over the place, you would read really solid people around you. You need to have really solid advice. And just with that sort of agent, you, you wonder what sort of advice you've been given when perhaps maybe that agent doesn't always put the player's best interests at heart. No, I, I think, look, I think Rayal is obviously good at what he does because he wouldn't have managed some of the, the best players in the world. But, you know, you hear about the wages and this 300 grand a week thing. And, you know, if Dilett did fancy coming to play for Liverpool, then he certainly shouldn't be holding out for that sort of wage, should he? Not at that age. So should we draw a line under Dilett? We'll say Liverpool won't be delighted delete this him. summer. <laughs> delete him. I like that. That's better than mine. Very good. Very good. Okay, so from Dilett to Depay. Um, this is a peculiar one because obviously Depay had this couple of years in the Premier League um, and then went to Leon, and he seems to have rebuilt his career a little bit at Leon. Um, and I think personally, just from just on a personal level, that he he does kind of fit the bill as something Liverpool need Theo. Yeah, he, he's a right-footed winger coming off the left-hand side. That's yeah. exactly what Liverpool need. Scores goals, scores goals. He's a good free kick taker. Versatile. But then we've seen at the weekend that his finishing's very erratic. Um, he would be a good option to come in, but I think from his time at Manchester United, he had a bit of an ego. He had a bit of an ego when he was playing in Holland, and he's probably not really that player who's going to come in. And he's happy to sit behind that front three. But then we said exactly the same about Shakiri, and he's done really well coming in. Yeah, he wouldn't have played as much as he'd have liked during the second half of the season, but everything we've heard from him since they've won the Champions League and into the build-up to the final has been perfect. He wants yeah. to win the Premier League. He's delighted to get his medal. Uh, he doesn't want to go anywhere, and he just wants to win things. So maybe Memphis is another player who could fit that role, and obviously he's got his great friendship with Genie and Alden. Well, surely when Alden and Van Dijk will be in his ear kind of saying if there's any chance, come and be a part of this at Liverpool. Yeah, certainly. I mean, he's obviously a real talent, isn't he? Clubs like Man United don't sign players if they don't think they're good enough to play for them, you know. And he didn't have the best of times in the Premier League. But I think, obviously, again, the price is going to have to be right for him, isn't it? Leon probably could come on quite a, a decent fee for him. He's performed really well in League One this year. And again, as you said, he's, he's re rebuilt his career. But yeah, I think the factor of Van Dijk and Wijnaldum will be pretty heavy on him because you know he's great friends with Ronaldo and we've seen that all over social media and it'll be interesting to see if you know because you know we've heard it so many times with players in the past you know bringing others into the club and yeah I think if that opportunity comes up it should be one that Liverpool definitely look at you know he's, he's clearly he's clearly got talent and Klopp will obviously get a lot of different things out of players that perhaps people like Mourinho haven't been able to yeah what about you, Kiva? What do you think? Well, I remember him signing for United and I thought, oh my God, he's going to be absolutely phenomenal. He's just going to rip up this league and be brilliant. Don't forget, Liverpool wanted him then. They, yeah. did, they did try for him. And then. then it just obviously managers and different things didn't work out. Like you say, I don't know if there was an ego issue or something. I don't know too much about that. But um, like you kind of want like that Moreno factor of friends being in the group. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like Firmino, Coutinho, Lucas. They had that like little bond and the the team's got loads of them. I feel like we could probably benefit from another Dutch player with Van Dijk and Wijnaldum. That would probably be nice. But then as well, another winger, someone energetic. His finishing didn't look great in the past couple of games I've seen him in, but he looks like he wants the ball and wants to move with it. And just maybe the kind of player like Shakiri who's come in and just been... Maybe like when Sturridge came to Liverpool, this is like your last chance at a big club kind of feeling. Yeah. But he's still quite young as well, so he's twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, like. still, still not. You Been know, around a while as well. Yeah. Still quite yeah, a few years. And Klopp could be the perfect manager, like we've seen him do, to just unlock this potential that we know he's got and this talent that he has got. You know, 
So what are we feeling? Then it feels like a bit of a positive reaction. Yeah, I'd like to see him come, to be honest. Yeah. If the price is right, I think absolutely for the fact he can replace probably any of the front three if it really came down to it. And we listed all his attributes first off, didn't we? So yeah, I think the Dutch factory in Liverpool will help him and I think he'd be a really good addition to the side. Um, I wouldn't say no to taking him if he was available at the right um, price, but there's still a couple of doubts there. just depends who else is available on the market and how keen Liverpool are to make that move for such a versatile player. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll stay with Leon because... Been with half their team this year. Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) But uh, it's pretty much this time last year that Liverpool pulled the plug on a deal to sign Nabil Fakir. It was a bit of a crazy few days, Fakir Friday, we had him here when we seemed to be writing story after story about him. Uh, every sort of hour and, and then it all went quiet and then eventually they pulled the plug um, but he's not someone Kiva that we've heard even mentioned this year Is he? it seems like Liverpool now have completely moving on f- from him and, and I don't even think they're looking for a player in his position that sort of attacking midfield role Sad really I thought because he didn't he have all the pictures taken and yeah, it was like yeah. a deal done and then it come down to I think a knee issue or something He'd, he'd pretty much done everything he'd done club media he'd agreed terms and then they had they had the medical and they, Liverpool went found the second opinion on on his knee and just decided that they didn't want to pay I think it was fifty two million uh, and they decided that they didn't want to pay that money for a player who they weren't sure could break down uh, he hasn't this season but yeah you know he's had form. a few injury problems this season though hasn't he? he's been out yeah. a couple of times yeah nothing with his knee though has no he? no but different things yeah. I think when he scored and everyone's gone oh my god they should they should look he's all right we yeah. should sign him but I think it's one of them now it, we just sort of buried it last summer I don't think we should go back and just dig up old sort of roots he's a good player but we've got players in that kind of area now that I yeah. just think you look at like the likes of Fabinho I can't ever see him being out the midfield again um, maybe someone to push on a little bit more but then when Alden does a little bit of that we've kind of got this team of players who can and I can't I don't know does he if we signed him does he come straight into this midfield I don't probably think no. he does. So it's one of them. Do we just sort of let a sleeping dog lie now? It's interesting, isn't it, Connor? Because last season in the summer, we talked about Liverpool needing a creative midfielder. But now you look at it, they've got Cater, who, you know, came into his own towards the end of last season. Uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's fit again. Henderson was pushed further forward. And even Shakiri played in that role at times. So... They seem to have a wealth of options there now, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the classic conundrum Klopp's had all uh, the whole season. We've talked about yeah. it so many times, just who he plays in that midfield because there's just so many options and so many different options. And I don't really feel like Fakir would add much to what Liverpool have already got, particularly thinking with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain coming back and he plays that role so well, doesn't he? And I know, mm. obviously, we were in the market for that sort of player last summer, but I just think the way things have developed and the way Cater looks and the flashes of brilliance that he's shown, he looks like exactly the sort of player they've been looking for. So just hopefully he can push on next season, really, isn't it? I don't really yeah. think Fakir is, is the right way to go. Theo? I think um, when Liverpool were looking at Fakir, Klopp was maybe sort of stuck in a way um, between two thoughts. He's obviously got this pressing philosophy, yeah. the players pushing forward, but then also thinking back, how many times did Coutinho get the team out of a hole? And he didn't really fit that pressing nature of the team. He was just so good, given the ball, let yeah. him score from 30 yards. So with that in mind, it was obviously, oh, maybe we'll need that sort of player to help us for- push forward. But then with some this year, Right, let the midfield run and run and run. Uh, Henderson's obviously doing such a good job pushing forward. Vinaldum can fit in any of those midfield roles. Milner's still going strong. And it's let the fullbacks see so much of the ball 
They've got an insane amount of assists and that style suited them. So they don't really need that sort of number 10 player who can just sit in the hole and be a bit further forward. Because if you have that player, you're not going to have your fullbacks going forward That's as true. much. And when we've seen Alexander-Arnold and Robertson get ball in time and time again, just picking anyone out at ease, you don't need um, a midfielder to do it because the fullbacks coming from wide, that is so much harder to defend against. Yeah. All right, well, we'll stay in France where uh, Nicolas Pepe has impressed this season. Uh, Connor, again, you were in yesterday. Um, Gorsi, being the miserable tall man that he is, um, <laughs> knocked this one down as well. Um, what reason are Liverpool not looking at Nicolas Pepe? Bad news, Gorsi. Eh? Yeah, bad news, um, Gorsi. He's very expensive. Um, uh, he is the yeah. second highest scorer in League One, Liga One this year, yeah. behind only Mbappe, which, you know, it's incredible. I think he scored 22 goals yeah. and was an absolute mainstay. So He's rapid, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's, he's, a really, he's an incredible player, but I think he's been reported in the region of 60, 70 million quid. Mm. And again, it's just far too high for to someone. And he's also not somebody that Liverpool are going to go to and be like, look, you're going to now play a bit part because he's going to want to be playing. He's in probably the form of his life and he's not going to want to go and sit on the bench. And it makes no no sense really for Liverpool to be spending sort of 60, 70 million pounds on a player who's probably not actually going to start that many games this season. And obviously, I know that's really tough to hear because teams like Manchester City can, you know, go and buy Mares for that much money and put him on the bench and it doesn't really matter, but they just have an infinite amount more money than pretty much anyone else in the Premier League right now. And I, just, I don't think Klopp likes to do it, does he? I don't think he likes to go out and just sign anyone to put them on the bench. He, he prefers to keep his squad happy. Yeah, that's what Connor got out there. I think the Klopp will never buy a player. He, he'll buy like Shakiri, where he knew Shakiri would be, you know, got hungry, relegated yeah. with Stoke. He'll be hungry to just get on a bench at Liverpool. The same with other players where this type of player, you know, he's young. He's not going to want to come and spend a season at Liverpool or a couple of seasons when he knows potentially he could win the Premier League and he could do the same with Man City. But it's one of them, isn't it? He's probably not going to play. We've got such a good team it's like it's a difficult one because I don't really know a lot about him myself but um, Klopp doesn't seem the type of manager to be okay with just buying in bulk and just having like you've looked at Man City squad it's massive like Barcelona's been over the years Real Madrid they've got like another team on the bench we've got that now but it's of players that are okay to be on the bench at the same time there's a balance isn't there and I think this lad's probably not doesn't fit that it's the classic thing as well isn't it that we've spoken about before that you know Liverpool have worked so so hard on building a team and getting the right sort of player in and creating like an atmosphere around Melwood and in the dressing room for players all help each other and develop each other personally and physically and like a whole rounded and you don't really want to be bringing in players for £60 million and then not playing them because they're going to be unhappy and they're going to unsettle things and I think that will play a massive factor in what Liverpool do this summer. I think yeah. it's interesting that you mentioned Mares because obviously Manchester City um, season before last that was probably peak Man City when they got 100 points. They only signed Mares at the end of that and that was a player they wanted in January and then the year we've they've just had um, you've got Sane potentially looking to move on because he's not happy yeah. on the bench. Mares is apparently not happy. Jesus, and then you've got a few players that are getting on a bit. That is the only reason City are going to be having a busier summer than they did last year. And Liverpool can't afford to be in that situation. I, I've got no doubt they will have looked at Pepe this year, but then most of the top clubs in Europe will have looked mm-hmm. at him. But that is not because they want to sign him as, oh, he's going to be a marquee signing. It's just as a backup in case, say, Salah or Mane knocked on the door and go, Real Madrid, Barcelona, want me can I go? Mm-hmm. Uh, if those two are staying when they've had such great seasons, why look for someone else that's going to rock that? 
Yeah, I think it's important to mention. I was reading Gorsty's <laughs> uh, mentions yesterday, which is a dangerous place to be, and I, I felt a bit sorry for him. But you know, you, you get, you always get this time of year. People say, "Oh, well, what about Alison?" I mean, last summer, things change, and I think it's important to remember that. For example, last summer, Liverpool were interested in Alison. That's what we all reported all along, um, and then Roma basically his price came put, down a little bit. Put didn't the it? price, yeah, put the price very high it looked like Real Madrid were going to make a move for him and then Real Madrid got Couture Roma realised that they're not going to get the same price and brought the price down and Liverpool did a deal so things do change and some of these players that we mentioned you know they Liverpool might change their mind or deals might be able to be done but I think you know it's not um, it's not that sort of process it? It, it, things change all the time in the transfer market it's a we've seen big it. difference in quality as well isn't it between Mingale and Karius and Alisson yeah, and yeah. that front three and Pepe yeah exactly um, moving on Max Cruz Connor um, somebody they've been tentatively linked with Liverpool he's a 31 year old out of contract um, and they're not going there are they so from really expensive <laughs> yeah. players to a free yeah. transfer but again yeah they're not <clears> going, there, going there but for Different reasons, really. Obviously, he's he's played for Werder Bremen. He was the Werder Bremen captain, and he you know he's had he's had a decent enough season, um, and you know probably would have been happy to sit on the bench at Liverpool. I'll be honest, he's thirty one. He's not really going anywhere, and he's obviously leaving the Bundesliga. Well, leaving Werder Bremen at least. But Liverpool don't want to stunt the growth of Rian Brewster, and they've been really impressed with Diogo Grevy. I mean, who hasn't been? But <laughs> it's interesting to to hear them say about. Brewster really they're obviously putting a lot of faith in him and they would clearly rather put their faith in the young and promising up and coming talent than they would somebody who you know might block his pathway and again it's all about that environment and the happiness of the players and yeah again another one that they're not going for I think we could be seeing a lot of Brewster next season you'd like to think so I mean especially in the cup games um he looks quite happy at Liverpool, I'd say. You know, there's no sort of... He looks of sh- quite happy in that. There's no it's sort of shadow head. over yeah. him. Like, he might move somewhere. Like, it seems yeah. like, you know, this is his club and yeah. this could be the year he kicks on and then maybe, you know, the seasons after yeah. that, we'll see someone coming or going and, you know, a little bit of an opportunity and opening for him. Um, with this fella, I feel like maybe he's been linked with us, us as well because um, Klopp does, like, that manager to come in, the goalkeeping... I mean, you oh, get a lot of... Alex you, Manager, yeah. Yeah, you get sometimes where a player who's older will come in as more of a coach, but then, I mean, I don't know if he speaks English and stuff like that. Would that even work? Ali will you know, speak English was, over there, mm-hmm. That was one of me things where I was just like... You, maybe, you can see why it would make sense, can't you? He's, he's yeah. someone the Klopp will know well. He's out of contract. Would be happy to be on the bench. But as Connor says, you, you know, when you've got someone as good as Brewster coming through and then... They're looking to keep and, a read. Yeah, they clearly absolutely love Brewster as well. You know, when he got that injury, Klopp, the first thing he did was put him with the first yeah, team and yeah. they improved his contract and things like that. And it's just, you know, I'm really excited personally to see Brewster just because of how highly thought of he is around Melwood. Mm-hmm. I think with uh, Brewster as well, it's almost as though he's been forgotten because he still hasn't got that senior appearance to his name because he's been injured for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're going for this backup role, you either look for experience or you look for that young option. If Brewster was, say, playing for Leipzig, that was probably the be the sort of player you'd want Liverpool to sign yeah. to be the backup striker. And I think um, back to this England Youth World Cup team that won it, um, the star players in it were Brewster, Foden, Sancho and Hudson Adoy. Well, two of them are now England full internationals. Foden probably would be if it was any other club in the country apart yeah. from Man City. And they're three huge stars who have had an incredible year, 18 months. Brewster probably would have had the same if he hadn't been injured. So he's yeah. definitely one to watch for this next season. I can't remember a player making as much, making as many waves, as you say, as 
uh, Brewster has since Sterling in the academy. I remember yeah. him coming through and just scoring loads of goals and being like, you could just always hear this name, but you'd never really see the videos or anything. And then you'd be like Raheem Sterling. And then we obviously know his story. So, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. he'll have a similar one and stay with us. <laughs> the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm going to ask you all what might seem like a crazy question now, but I do think it's it's relevant. Start with you, Theo. Should Liverpool sell Divock Origi? <laughs> it sounds terrible. And, and, and look, I'm not I'm not saying that from my own point of view because because you know the man has written his name into um, Liverpool legend with what he's done this season. But his stock will be high. He's got a year left on his contract. Let's face it, Origi's a good player, but he's never going to be a, a consistent starter for Liverpool. I think you let Origi make the decision. I think he's done enough in the past year to decide whether he wants to stay on the bench for a year or sign a new contract or if he thinks I've done enough this year to earn a starting role. Um, we've just been speaking about Brewster. Well, if he has that year in his locker, um, he could be that go-to backup option rather than needing a more senior choice there. Um, Liverpool is probably one of those where it doesn't matter too much if Origi goes... So that, would, that would increase the need for another forward. They would yeah. have to go out and buy another forward. But that's what you're going to say for most of the squad here. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool only move if someone goes. Um, so I wouldn't like to see him go because he's shown that he is a good option off the bench. Mm. He's got pace, he's got power, he's got that versatility and he was doing a good enough job starting like we saw against mm. Barcelona. He's got a good attitude as well. A good attitude. He's come back and forget how good he was before he got the ankle injury against Everton. Yeah. It's taken him a good while to get that ability back. But he's not going to get into that front three starting role as in a starting role for uh, foreseeable ahead of any of these three players they've got. So if he wants to go, goes I think with everyone's good wishes, um, and then Liverpool won't hold it against him. Connor, uh, I think no personally. One because of what he's done. Obviously, I want to keep him at the club because I think he's an absolute hero. <laughs> like, you know, how else? I think anything else. But I think it makes sense to keep him just in terms of. You know, we we talk about Liverpool needing a backup option, and Origi's shown that he's direct. He, you know, he's got the pace, and you know, he he's a very talented player. I know he obviously goes in fits and starts. And he, he goes on runs where he's amazing for a while, and then drops off the pace a little bit. But in terms of dropping off the pace, we've got plenty of players to come in and fill. It's not like we're going to be relying on Origi. And if we do sell him, we need to get someone in, and somebody you'll be getting in, you'll be buying in, who may not be, you know, have the talent that Origi has. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to be saying to players you're not going to be playing every week. You are going to be on the bench. You can't really expect to be getting to this front three. The sort of players that Liverpool are going to be buying. Who's going to be better in that role than Origi? You know, his attitude, as you just mentioned, is clearly absolutely fantastic because, you know, he's not let anything really get him down. The time on the bench, the time away from the team, the time on loan where he didn't, wasn't really that successful and still comes back and he's still performing well. So I think it makes total sense to keep him. Give you played alongside him in Madrid. Am I just asking crazy questions? I know when he scored the important goal, but I was there. Um, no, he's got to stay. You've not mentioned that. <laughs> um, he's got to stay for me just for what he's done. And also, you know, he will be this sort of fourth option only, like the, the backup. They'll be starting and he'll be the backup. But I think he's got this work ethic now that he'll be determined thinking, do you know what, I've been the one who's took it, you know, scored these important goals. Can't I be the player who starts and starts mm. scoring these important goals? But then in a way, I kind of like a player like that on the bench because, you know, we scored a lot of late goals last season that we really needed to score. Origi provided a good couple of them. And I think if he comes off the bench, the opposition players had to go a little bit, oh, there's that fella who's, you know, scored all these famous goals. That's true. And it just sort of, even against Everton at Anfield, if Origi comes on, 
Everton will instantly be going, oh my God, it's Rigi. Like, what do we do here? Like, you, you kind of want him to become your Solskjaer or your Chikorito that United used to have players that would come off the bench and it felt like they were always sub. coming on and scoring winners, weren't they? So, oh, come on, just we just We don't need the United names. Just, well, no, <laughs> just where the league's happy. 20 minutes and you're like, oh, for yeah. goodness sake, they've got this player yeah. coming on. He's going to yeah. absolutely go out our defence who are tired already. Yeah. And it's yeah. exactly that. It's a it? little bit like Shakiri as well, because, you know, he's going to come on and he's just going to run, run, run. Yeah. But it's just whether he's happy to do it like Theo says you know he would go with our blessing if he did want to go but I'm building him a statue so please stay Where, <laughs> think, in your back garden yeah or? just in ours probably yeah, one thought uh, will everyone be able to come and see it or uh, yeah be a charge of missions charge yeah, yeah. definitely charge yeah. be made out of clay like you know or sand like them dogs in town can you use that money to get Delit or uh, Pepe if you wanted yeah I'm sure yeah, everyone yeah. will come to The dog man in town for those you want in Liverpool is a man who makes a dog out of sand. Every single day, the same dog. Every day, yeah. the same dog yeah. with little beads for his eyes. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, moving quickly on. <laughs> You'll have uh, another I'm, job soon, Moni. I'm going <laughs> to mention another couple of names um, quite quickly before we get stuck into the final couple of names on my list. Uh, Theo, Bruno Fernandes is, is on the blog today. Mm-hmm. Um, what's he all about? Uh, he's this playmaker, won the Nations League with Portugal this weekend, and he's had a sensational season for Sporting 21 Lisbon. 21 goals? He's scored loads. Mm-hmm. He's been linked with uh, Man City, I think, uh, a month or so ago, but then that came out and the club said they weren't interested in him. But he has always been linked with Liverpool as well. Um, he's come out and said that he's not made a decision on his future yet, but he's flattered by the rumours, uh, but he's name-dropped into Milan rather bizarrely. Yeah, they're back in the Champions League, but they're not quite the side they were. Says he's always watched Champions League football, but he's another player that's going to cost a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, another name you threw at me before. Um, I've heard his name mentioned <laughs> a few times. Good I'm luck with this. Try and pronounce it Chikwesi. I'm, I'm going Samuel Chikwesi. Chikwesi. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a young winger. He's just come into the Villarreal side this season. Breakthrough season. He scored a few goals. Got a few assists. Did a respectable job considering Villarreal didn't have the best of seasons. Mm. Uh, he's got into the Nigeria national team. He's in the squad for the Cup of Nations, and he's been linked with Liverpool as one of these players that could come in as a backup option. Seems uh, like it might make sense, doesn't it? That yeah, one? like um, we were saying, you can see the sense to say Liverpool signing a Max Cruz. Yeah. Um, you can see the sense to them signing a teenage winger who is going to come in off the left side and have that pace, that directness and an eye for goal. Um, I think there was another one Liverpool linked with last year. Can't remember his name. Nigerian, was it Moses Simon? Yeah, Moses Simon, yeah. He's similar in that yeah. sort of ilk um, and he would make complete sense for that role but I think again there's competition there he's uh, been linked to Arsenal in the past they saw a move fall through uh, though interesting with this one he plays with uh, Santi Cazorla and Fuenas Mori and he's admitted he's spoken to both of them about a move to England interesting very interesting right two more names on my list now um, and they're, they're peculiar we'll start we can't we can't talk transfers <laughs> and we can't talk people Liverpool could sign this summer without talking Felipe Coutinho and I know people are probably bored of hearing his name but we're going to briefly cover him because he is someone that comes up all the time he is someone that a lot of fans are interested in Connor um, well first of all it, realistically it's not going to happen but would you have him back it's not going to happen is it no. That's to, to put any doubt of anyone's mind he's not coming back to Liverpool this summer um, but yeah, 
I would have him back. Yeah. Um, we've seen what Coutinho can do at Anfield. We've seen his absolute brilliance and play. And, you know, if the price was right, I would have him back in an absolute heartbeat, to be honest. I think he was clearly really happy under Jurgen Klopp. He just wanted to play for Barcelona and it hasn't worked out for him. I know there'll be fans out there who say he's made his bed, he's got a line yeah. in tomorrow, but I don't think that at all. And I think, you know, the way Klopp is and the way Klopp manages people and the way he live, obviously, you know, he didn't move in the best of best of terms, but Klopp, he'd be welcome back to Liverpool with open arms, wouldn't he? And, you know, Klopp would get the best out of him again. And, you know, you couldn't really turn down the talent of Coutinho in a team. Kiva? Well, I, I would have him back. And I think this would be the best time to bring him back. But like Connor says, I don't think it's going to happen. But it would be because we've just won the Champions League and he pretty much went to Barcelona to win the Champions League. And it looks like he's probably going to leave there now, having not won it. Um, so maybe if he comes back, he'd sort of be like, oh, you know, and then help us win the Premier League. That could be a nice sort of fairy tale of some kind. <laughs> cap in hand. Yeah. But really sorry, Jürgen, you it's were just right. Like, I know he's won obviously two La Liga titles, but in football, I don't think the same, they mean. It? I don't think they mean the same, especially when if you would have won it with this team, like Klopp said when he left. You know, they they, they will build statues of you here in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. You just. Others. No, you the build them a statue. I in your, would, you know, I would have. The uh, still mice. I don't know. Well, Liverpool tried really hard to keep him, didn't they? At the time, yeah. they told him where the club was going. Yeah. They tried to explain their vision, and obviously, that is what they're basically have achieved this season. But he obviously didn't want that part. It's last weekend, know. isn't it, in Barcelona? This, so I'd, I'd like to see him get back performing to a level what we saw him at at Liverpool. But he, I think, he needs to be the pinnacle player at a club. And at Liverpool now, we don't need that anymore. We've surpassed that. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember, isn't it, Theo, that as much as fans were hurt by Coutinho's actions, I don't think his teammates would hold all that against him, would they? I think they would welcome him back. Uh, yeah, he's a very popular player in the squad. Yeah. We've seen him. He's still very close with Firmino. I'm guessing he's going to have growing fr- um, friendships with Fabinho and Alisson as well, but he's also close with the uh, Alberto Moreno. Um, when you've got a player who's that talented, they always seem to be the most popular players of yeah. the squad. Um, I don't think Liverpool need him. There's no, no reason to, like we've been saying with these names, uh, why spend that much money on a player that isn't going to get in the starting 11? Coutinho's probably the same sort of style now. Uh, the only problem for him is apparently um, there have been no bids. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been linked. That's tragic, isn't yeah. it? That's yeah. true. Apparently he wants Paris Saint-Germain because he wants to play with Neymar. Yeah. But then we've seen Neymar being linked with Barcelona and Real Madrid again. He doesn't want to go Chelsea or United. Uh, one interesting link is Spurs maybe because he's played for Pochettino before. Ericsson could be on the move. I don't think they'd spend the money, would no, they? You would, you but they're going to have so. to at some point. Mm. You know what? I, I'm kind of splitting it. Part of me would, would love to see him back. I think you can't forget how good he was. But another part of me thinks Liverpool did develop after he left. Um, but then it would also be sweet as anything to, to to get him back for like 80 million and you know, half the price that Barcelona paid for him and, and just have them off because they've had Liverpool <laughs> off a few times, haven't they? So it would be nice. Um, right, we'll, we'll, find, we'll move on to the final name on my list, who Liverpool already owned, but I want to talk about him because he's going to be somebody that we will talk about quite a lot this summer. Harry Wilson um, had a great season with Derby. He's going to get his chance at Liverpool um, this summer. They'll have a little look at him in, in pre-season. What do you guys reckon? Do you, what, do you think we're going to see him at Anfield come September the 1st or, or do you think he, he might move on? So Liverpool wanted to reward him this pre-season, didn't they? Because obviously he's made such an impact in the championship. Derby went to the playoff final. Harry Wilson performed time and time again. You know, you see his clips on Twitter all the time. He looks like a really good player, dead ball specialist and, you know, a, a real serious talent. But 
Klopp wants to get him back to Melwood and wants to look at him himself and he wants to see how he works in the team and, you know, put him through the paces. And he's going to have a full pre-season with Liverpool. Um, they've got, I think they've got 11 friendlies planned, is it, across America and France and going all over the place. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does in pre-season. And, you know, Klopp obviously has a lot of... Um, what do you call it? A lot of um, intensity on on training, how players perform, and that makes his mind up a lot of the time. On start, sometimes starting elevens in the season, we've seen. So, yeah, if, and if he's going to move on, Liverpool want at least twenty five million for him, which obviously shows you how high they respect him and how highly they value and how much they think he's a talent. So, I think you know, absolutely right to give him the chance, and I think he's got every chance to you know be somewhere around that first team come August. Could he be that young attacking player that that? that can come in and be back up for Liverpool that they, well, could, that they we've talked about them signing because he'd be there he could be that Coutinho player that we had really you think he? so yeah well Very he's well, a set piece specialist and he moves well with the ball and everything I've seen of him sort of low sense of gravity and stuff mm. like that and I just think he could be, but I'm very much, he's on trial with me this summer as well. Like I'll be, <laughs> I'll be watching him in pre-season yeah. thinking, can he break into it? Cause we sort of, you know, we've seen great things from him at Derby, but we need to see it now, you know, with the squad and everyone else playing in the summer. Obviously it's not, but as you say as well, it is high intensity because that's what Klopp demands. They'll be doing like three training sessions a day and he'll be looking at him in every single one mm. and sort of judging him. And then I'll be looking at him in the, uh, in the pre-season games and, you and know, Jürgen will turn around to you going, what do you reckon gave him? And I'll yeah. say, you know, I'll give him me How long decision. have you been on the transfer committee? Yeah, just about four months now. Four months, yeah, yeah. 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 But it's going well so yeah. far. Say hello to Michael for us. Yeah, good friend, me, me and Mike, yeah. yeah. But so Do you know what he looks like? I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah, stop it. I'll, um, <laughs> I'll tell Mike, you know, he should cash in on for 25 million, but stick in a buyout clause just, you know, in that's, case we need to go back and get him because I think he does look like he's potentially could move into this world-class stratosphere, but might go the other way as well. So you're just in that little bit of a middle march, aren't you, with Harry Wilson? The championship's a very different beast to the Champions League, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, if you're scoring against Sheffield Wednesday, or Sheffield United even, not Wednesday. Sheffield United will be in the Premier League next season. Yeah, no, so. no, 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 but, you know, <laughs> they're not going to be, you know, the likes of Barcelona's and Ter Stegen in goal, are they? But, you know, interesting to see. Theo, what do you I, reckon? I, I reckon we should put in a buyout clause because uh, no one's said that yet on this podcast, have they? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good idea. <laughs> um, I think it works in Wilson's favour that um, you've got the Copper America and you've got the Cup of Nations this summer because uh, Mane, Firmino and Salah are not going to be there for the start of pre-season. Yeah. So he's going to have a good few games, so is Brewster, so is Origi, to just go for it, show what they can do. But that makes it very easy for Liverpool to say, we're going to look at him, he's deserved this opportunity. Well, you're going to look at him because you don't have your first choice players there. Um, from what I've seen, he's probably not good enough, but then he, he could have the ability to be that game-changing player off the bench, but it's up to him to really go on and push it and deserve it. Um, Liverpool said the exact same things about him last year, that they're going to have a look at him, and then he ended up going to Derby quite early on in the yeah. summer. So I reckon if someone comes in with, say, right, there's your 25 million, or it's the perfect loan move for him, then he will go early in the window. Uh, but I think they're quite uh, open with what the approach is with uh, Ryan Kent and Ben Woodburn as well. They're there on loan if teams want them if the right offer comes along but then we'll look at them as well because they are those players that are on the borderline but as we've said in the past about certain players um, Liverpool have grown beyond them almost yeah. they've become such a good team in their own right that say five years ago of course you have Wilson in the squad it's a big ask now for him to get in I think I'm with you on that one so so that's my list of players so we can now have a little look at where I think Liverpool need to strengthen this summer I've, I've got jotted down left back goalkeeper and a forward 
Um, would anyone disagree with that or add any other positions? No, I that? think that's spot on. Yeah, the goalkeeper ones were just sort of waiting on Mignolet, what he's doing. He's really, too you know good I mean? to be yeah. sat on the bench, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He should be so your first choice somewhere. Yeah. So who would fit the bill? It's, I think goalkeeper is one of the most difficult, isn't it? Because you don't want to end up with, I don't know, a 38-year-old who barely plays, but but the same Unless time... Unless it's Buffon. Yeah, that yeah. came up at Blood Red last week. You're not you're not going to get much better than, than Mignolet, are you, in terms of that, that position? So is there anyone other than Buffon that, that might fit the bill? Pepe Reina. Nice, nice sentiment, Pepe's isn't it? Comeback. I, I love, love Pepe Reina as much as the next guy, but... <laughs> he's, not, he's not the right option. He's, no. he's not coming either. It's, it's really tricky. It's a really tricky position to fill, as you just said. Obviously, you've got Mignolet, who Klopp has rightly called the best number two in the Premier League, because um, he is, isn't he? Just undoubtedly, he's too good to be on the bench. Um, but who you'd fill in that position? I know we've been linked with Neil Etheridge at Cardiff, and they've shot that down. You just, you're not getting a really high-quality goalkeepers they're every team's first choice aren't they it's, yeah. it's a really tough one sometimes you just go for the homegrown options so it's not going to be the most popular shout but Scott Carson he's on the bench at Derby oh, yeah. I just Cringe, don't want someone on. like that coming there on you go. or if Allison picks up an injury for a, you know, know a long time you've got to depend on someone so it needs to be someone dependable someone that's not going to put the fear in you when they come on the pitch you know is it is it somebody and I don't have any names to hand but somebody that Liverpool need to find that's perhaps 22 23 is young in their career. How old is that Donnarumma? Well, yeah, but he costs a lot of money, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean. In, in terms <laughs> of a young, young, like 19, young like, guy yeah. who, who perhaps right now is willing to be on the bench and hopefully would like to grow with Liverpool and then either move on or, or become Liverpool's number one. Um, I don't reckon that's sort of the right approach just because how young Alisson is. That's true. Because yeah, yeah. Alisson is that good. Yeah. He, I can't see him having a collapse. Um, he's been an ever-present in the league and Champions yeah. League. You're probably going to need to go for this more experienced option. Another unpopular shout we can put out there is Joe Hart. Well, Those are the sort some, of players. Someone from Burnley. I mean, they've yeah. got... Tom I, Heaton. I, Tom Heaton. Yeah. I mean, their, their first choice goalkeeper seems to change week by week. Yeah. But they, <laughs> they seem to have three fairly solid and experienced options. One I went to school with. Who? Tom Heaton? No, nah, Nick Pope. Nick Not Pope. that old. All right. You mates with Nick Pope? Yeah. Did you have a word with Put it? the word in. We're yeah. best mates when we're like I'll four. I'll talk to Mike. Yeah. Talk yeah. to Nick and we'll, we'll work things out. Yeah. You speak to the board, yeah. yeah. And you, Nick has just signed a new contract, so. We'll yeah. see what we can oh. do. Nick, are you on first names with <laughs> I've got him on Facebook. Have you? Yeah, yeah fair enough. Well, there you go. I didn't, didn't know you were friends with, with him. Um, it is difficult for Liverpool this summer, isn't it? Because in terms of transfers, you look at all those positions. Left back probably is the, the easier one to solve, but goalkeeper and forward... They, they are shopping in a difficult market, aren't they, Colin? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think they'll probably be paying slightly over the odds for whoever they get in just because of the nature of the transfer market. Um, <clears throat> clubs obviously know that Liverpool are in a really good position financially, so they can charge them. They're going to need a left-back. They're going to need someone to come and back up Andy Robertson because, you know, he, he undoubtedly will need a little bit of a rest yeah. at some point in this season, just the amount of work he puts in. So it looks like he can play forever, but at some point, I yeah. think, just for his sake. The same with the front three. They yeah. pay so much yeah. football. They take so many knocks and kicks mm. and hits every single game. They will need to be switched in and out once or twice just to, for longevity and to keep them fresh for the end of the season. And I think, yeah, Liverpool are in a, in a tricky position. Yeah. Kiva. A pleasant but tricky position. Yeah, a pleasant but... You, would you concur with that? Yeah, definitely. I think the goalkeeper one for me is the tricky one because you kind of think, do we just spend big on another goalkeeper who's dead good and let them just compete? But Alisson's the best in the world, so you're not really going to get that. And then with a left-back as well, like obviously you don't want Andy picking up an injury because he's playing too much. Andy will play every game if he could. first time first name turns with Andy Robson Yeah, Robbo, well. yeah. yeah. yeah Robert, everyone. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> just, just what I do. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, you know, we do need these backups. Obviously, Moreno didn't hardly play because Robertson done such a good job and then Klopp well, wanted Milner in that role. It's easy to snigger at Moreno, isn't it? Because of the, some of, the, some of the, the bad games that he had. But again, he was he's a Spain international as a, as a backup left back. You don't get much not better. Not the worst choice, is it? Like, you've got to go for someone now yeah. who knows that they're not going to be playing every game and that's where this is difficult. It's as much difficult as buying really expensive players as buying a player who's going to sit on the yeah. bench. Yeah. I think they're both equally as difficult. For left back, you could maybe look at someone like Aaron Creswell. He's been linked with um, Everton a bit. Uh, he's not really first choice for West Ham. I think he shared his role in the past season. And the word Scouser is Pellegrini. Well. Yeah, Scouser. Word is Pellegrini's going to make a proper decision on who's first choice and Creswell could be the one mate to go. It's not going to be too expensive. He's homegrown. That he could, could be, be the sort of player. He could maybe. Yeah. And to Westfax. Um, yeah, to a tram, well, before we go, um, the fixtures come out, the Premier League fixtures are released on Thursday morning. Um, so I just quickly wanted to ask each of you who you think they'll get, see if you can make a, a decent prediction on, on the opening day, I mean, because they will get all 19 Premier League teams, that's what usually happens, and who you want them to get on the opening day. So Theo, you first. Uh, Newcastle away. That's who they, you think they'll get? Mm-hmm. And who do, you, who do you want them to get? Uh, who do I want them to get um, something not too far away not too hard you want a nice team at home really don't you Yeah. maybe let's get Villa out the way early on Villa at home Villa at yeah. home would be nice that's where I'm thinking Connor West Ham West Ham getting back to Anfield and just pump them again West Ham at home that's what you want Yeah. who do you think they'll end up with Ooh. probably be something really tricky get us off the worst possible start and be like Manchester City really you think <laughs> isn't oh. this rumour that they can't play top six clubs in the opening game I never quite I doubt they play City they will they're going to community no. shield against each other Arsenal last yeah, year didn't they that. play like City and Chelsea in the first no there is something two. isn't there because, it's, not, um, it's not totally random is it there is something there because when we played Arsenal in the opening day a few we years were, ago we were, we'd just slipped out of yeah, that haven't we yeah, oh, okay yeah. well then it's any of the other 14 teams <laughs> isn't yeah, it yeah. what do you think Kiva I'm really not fussed who we play, but I feel like it'll be like a home game, maybe like Southampton or something like, you know, something a bit low key that we can just go and win 4-0 and start the, start the league yeah. off as we want. But then I'd love, I don't know about that rule because I'm sure, where did Arsenal finish last year? Because they definitely played like City and Chelsea or something ridiculous because yeah, they lost the first two four, games. Yeah. Yeah, might be top, top four, four, can't play top four. Um, so someone like... Do you think we'll play on Friday night? Do you think there'll be a game on Friday night? Maybe, yeah, maybe there, there was. This Friday night game yeah. thing's weird, isn't it? Because like we're bringing in Friday night, and there's been like three since. Like, yeah, yeah. There's Saturday nights as well coming in. Mm. Uh, That's one hell of a week if you're on the Friday, by the way, with the Tuesday friendly as well. Yeah. Okay, Imagine I'm, an opening day derby, by the way. Mersey's yeah, that derby. Would that'd be intense. <laughs> I am. I'm of the opinion, opinion that it really matters who you get um, early doors and, and late on in the season because I, I, I just think it's easy to say, oh, well, we play everyone twice. I don't care. You know, bring them all on, but. I think if you get a kind start to the season, you can get some momentum behind you. And I think that sort of confidence does help. And um, often when I've seen Liverpool challenge for titles, it's always been on the back of a very good start to the season. Last year was a perfect yeah, example. Exactly, yeah. So if you can get a start like that, I think they'll end up playing someone like Sheffield United away from home, but I'd like a Villa at home. Um, but yeah, um, that's all from us. Um, before we go... I want you to all remind us of your Twitter handles. I'm Joe Rimmer 88. Theo? Theo Squires Echo. Nice and easy. At Conadon 7. At Kiva Sport, but I have to spell mine because otherwise no one can find me. So do. So it's C A O I M H E and then Sport. Cool. Well, 
if you have got an opinion on any of these players or any other player that you think Liverpool should be interested in this summer or it's on the fixtures or anything else, do drop us a tweet. We'll try and discuss it in the next pod. And I'm sure we'll even tweet you back if you can. Right, ta-ra. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.